Welcome to Soap Talk with Sarah, a forum to chat about daytime's number one soap opera, The Young and the Restless. I am your host, Sarah Warsey, a loyal fan of the show since the early 90s. Join me in my weekly banter about the latest storylines, news, gossip, and so much more as The Young and the Restless celebrates 50 years on the air. Let's go. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Soap Talk with Sarah. Thank you for joining. So as much as I would love for this whole Phyllis and Diane storyline to just be done with, it does look like that won't be happening anytime soon. Yay. Tucker blackmailing Phyllis has now become front and center to the storyline as of late. And I do have to admit, I felt a little bad for Phyllis this week because Tucker was really on her case about what she was doing to uphold her end of the bargain when she'd only been out on bail for like five minutes. Hold your horses, Tucker. Okay. That's another thing. It's quite convenient how she finally turns herself in and then is walking free in the next breath. Also, when her and Diane confronted each other at society, it was honestly kind of nauseating to see them making nice with each other, even if it was phony. I mean, come on now, after everything that has gone down, who are you honestly trying to fool, right? Now, we know that Phyllis agreed to help Tucker get Diane out of the picture to help him and Ashley's plan. But honestly, I don't think Phyllis was on board 100% because quite frankly, Aren't we all just tired of being after Diane? Tucker is also a hypocrite because before the whole drama surrounding Phyllis faking her death occurred, he was always getting on her case about rambling on about her hatred of Diane. And now he has effectively backed her into a corner about trying to bring Diane down yet again to keep her freedom. A collective and resounding sigh, everybody. At least Phyllis found it in her to be somewhat truthful to Heather about what Tucker was doing, although she still did lie about the fact that Carson had in fact not witnessed her kill Jeremy Stark. Hopefully that won't come back to bite her, although she seems to be in another pool of hot water anyway, since this past week ended with Heather telling her that Carson had disappeared. Now we know Tucker was behind that after he overheard her and Heather talking at the athletic club. Or maybe he just wants Phyllis to believe that Carson has disappeared to see how she'd react. I wouldn't put it past him. That's another thing. Why is a client and their attorney having a discussion on a sensitive matter out in, in the open at a restaurant? Soap opera land never ceases to surprise me. Uh, moving along, Sharon, Nick, and Adam have formed an unlikely alliance with the merger of Adustus International and Kirsten Incorporated. If anyone needs a quick refresher, Adustus was formerly known as McCall Unlimited, and after Adam took it over, he renamed it to Adustus International. Sharon, of course, inherited Kirsten Incorporated after Cameron left her his company. Adam continues to hold a vendetta against Victoria and Newman Media. However, Sharon managed to calm him down about the idea of trying to undermine Newman Media and to get him to focus on building a joint venture together with her and Nick. We know there is no love loss between Adam and Nick, so it will be interesting to see how they end up working together. 
I have a feeling that Sharon, with her involved, she'll be able to keep both men in check because of her history with both of them. She just has that effect on them, quite frankly. And she has it in her to be a very strong and powerful businesswoman. And it's nice to see her being given that opportunity. Meanwhile, her and Chance continue to make googly eyes with each other this week after their hot and sizzling back office romp. The way Chance looks at her is everything, honestly. He is so enamored by her, and they have some great chemistry. Now, speaking of chemistry, Kyle and Audra continued their own hot and heavy hotel sessions this week, but I think Audra will get the last laugh after she eventually gets bored and moves on from smitten as a kitten Kyle. I think he will regret his actions, and by then, it will be too late, if it isn't already. I don't care how much history Summer and Kyle may have. Summer has to know better than to even consider reconciling with him after how fast he moved on from her. I really hope that she stands her ground and just focuses on running Marchetti with Chelsea if it actually came to Kyle actually feeling bad about what he did. We're not there yet, but it may come to that. And... As I said before, we can all do without the super douche version of him anyway, and I'm really eager to see how Phyllis will handle herself once she does find out about Kyle's infidelity. Audra might think she can intimidate Summer, but that will not work with Mama Bear, so watch out, Kyle and Audra. Keeping on the subject of chemistry, there are two current pairings on the show that I personally think are a bit of a snooze fest. Now, I adore the actors and their characters, don't get me wrong, but just the pairings have not made much sense to me, and I ran a poll on this on Twitter this week, and a lot of the viewers are sharing the same sentiments as me. So let's look at Billy and Chelsea. Sure, when Chelsea was dealing with her mental health issues, they certainly connected and they had some very impactful and intense scenes together, especially on the top of the building, as we remember. But since then, it's kind of fallen flat for me. I think they work well as friends, but as a couple, I just don't see it, quite frankly. Secondly, Devon and Abby. Again, great characters, but as a pairing, never really felt it. It just felt very forced, very convenient, and I've always felt that way since they went in this direction. And with Abby and Devon moving into the Chancellor Mansion, I thought it was just so funny when Ashley and Tucker showed up with housewarming gifts. Uh, Abby was really just moving back into a place that she called home before, so I just thought it was kind of silly that they were coming with housewarming gifts. I mean, what more could they possibly need that they don't already have, right? Another thing too, and this is absolutely nothing new, is that people are quick to tie the knot on the show as often as they do their laundry. Currently, you've got Tucker and Ashley, Jack and Diane, and then the latest was Devon bringing up the idea to Abby this week. And I'm thinking, could we just chill for a second? How about just letting couples be? But wait, this is TV, right? That would be too boring. I always need to remind myself of this. Anyways, the ragging on Diane saga continues with Ashley showcasing her growing resentment towards her and Jack. Ashley continues to be convinced that Diane has ulterior motives. I personally think Jack is way in over his head. He should have taken Billy's advice and having Diane step down from her position proactively, but once again, conflict is what ultimately keeps things interesting. Now, before I wrap up this week, 
Doug Davidson, who of course played Paul Williams on the show, tweeted that he cleaned out his dressing room recently. Now, we've not seen Paul on the show in about three years now. His last appearance, according to Soap Opera Digest, was in November 2020. So this act of cleaning out his dressing room held a bit of a finality to it, for sure. Now, while we don't truly know what went down between Davidson and the higher-ups at YNR over the last couple of years, it is bittersweet. Paul Williams has been an integral character on the show for 40-plus years, and to only have the occasional mention of him now is unfortunate. A few months ago, Doug tweeted the possibility of doing a media interview to clear the air, but that has yet to happen. Hopefully, we can hear this his side of the story one day soon. In the meantime, thank you, Paul and Doug for the memories over the years and all the best in your next chapter. So that's it for today. But before I wrap up, it is time for a fun fact. So this week's fun fact, did you know that Michelle Stafford was on a primetime show called Pacific Palisades back in 1997? It was basically... Uh, a primetime soap opera created by Aaron Spelling, who, of course, created the iconic show Beverly Hills 90210. Now, I recall watching Pacific Palisades, and I really liked it. I thought it was a really good show. But unfortunately, the ratings did not support that, and it wasn't picked up past its first season. But it was during this time that we saw the role of Phyllis being played by Sandra Nelson before Michelle Stafford actually came back to reprise the role in 2000. But what was interesting was that when she came back to the role, she came back to a dual role of Phyllis and Sheila Carter. So Sheila Carter is a long-standing villain on the show, or rather was, and she was originally played by Kimberlyn Brown. So at the time, the storyline was that Sheila Carter had gotten plastic surgery to look like Phyllis. So we had Michelle Stafford playing the role of Phyllis and the role of Sheila Carter looking like Phyllis. So it was very interesting at the time. Now, as far as I know, Sheila Carter somehow resurrected herself because I do believe she had been quote unquote killed off on the show at the time, but she's been on The Bold and the Beautiful, which of course we know is YNR's sister soap, and she continues to play the role of Sheila Carter to this day. So clearly, somewhere along the lines, she became alive again, which is nothing surprising in soap opera land. So that's my fun fact. Our beloved Michelle Stafford transitioned over to primetime for a bit before coming back to the YNR many years ago. So that's it for today. Thank you as always for tuning in. I greatly appreciate it. You're also welcome to leave me a voice message if you'd like to that I can share on my next episode. Please also stay connected with me on Twitter or should I say X as it's now called? Not sure how I feel about that to be honest, but hey, I'll keep calling it Twitter until further notice. And on that lovely note, take care and have a great night. Thank you for listening to Soap Talk with Sarah. Join me on Twitter between episodes at SarahYR20. And if you like what you're listening to, hit that follow button wherever you're listening to this podcast. It's available on Spotify, Amazon Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Thank you so much for the love. Until next time, 
take care.